Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Health, Wealth and Anything Else. again to another week another episode i say week but obviously it's been more than a week they're not weekly anymore so that was an incorrect comment to start the show that was a good start so i start this week by talking about some very good advice i heard this week uh there was something, sometimes you just hear things uh you see people saying different stuff which really kind of resonates and makes a lot of sense and is i'm trying to remember all these things and write them down so that I can put them in the podcast and pass them on. These are wisdom from other people, not necessarily from me. So one this week was actually talking about advice in in, in itself. It was giving advice about giving advice. I'm essentially saying that in order to give good advice, you need to avoid statements like be statements and you will know statements. So for example, just saying like you just need to be the man you just need to be more confident in how you talk that's not that's not anything actionable it's not any good advice to someone if someone's not confident how can they just be more confident without you giving them some actual steps to it so it's very easy to throw out advice like that about anything you need to be more healthy you need to do whatever so basically saying that you need to give actionable advice so for example saying someone be more confident the the example he used in this when he was talking about it instead of saying be more confident you can say talk slower when you're talking take your time talk slower you know keep eye contact give actual actionable steps they can take to achieve what you're advising them to do you're just saying advising them they're currently at this position they can't get any further if you're just telling them you need to get further without giving them any advice that's going to help them get further how are they going to possibly get further because it's already clear they don't have the knowledge to get there because they're stuck at this point in their life so <clears throat> even with things like you need to make more money like oh i need to do this so you need to make more money like you need to give people examples on how to so i always encourage people being self-reflective uh, self-critical not in a negative term but having a look at how you do so I have been with that advice. I fall down. Okay, so I need to make sure, make sure that each week or episode on the podcast, I need to be giving out at least you know a number of actionable things that people can do. Actionable advice, rather than just saying anyone can say vague kind of comments about things. So I'm gonna try and give actionable advice, which some on some I have done, but some maybe I haven't. So that's what I'm gonna look be looking to do. But I'm gonna talk about a few random different subjects of stuff that have been happening over the last few weeks too. So one is climate lockdowns. So I don't really know if I mentioned this on the podcast at some point, I might have, I might not have, but it's essentially something that's going to be coming. It's been, it was obvious that it was going to come for a while to people who know and kind of use their brain and look into these things, use their common sense rather than just believe in everything they're fed. If you look beyond the propaganda you're given by the media, you kind of see it but it's kind of it's now 
one of the things that would have been classed as a like uh, probably a conspiracy theory beforehand but it's coming true as have all other conspiracy theories of the last couple of years in the uk it's oxford yeah oxford have i think it's oxford city have decided to they're running a trial i think of essentially a, a climate lockdown which is where people are not allowed to leave their little section they're going to sort of divide the city up into areas and you're not allowed to leave your section more than a certain number of times in like per week per month i think it's if you travel outside of your little area more than a hundred times in a year then you'll get a fine and so in your car that is i think it only applies right now to the cars because they're trying to say it's to do with the climate and it's you know preventing emissions and all this rubbish but obviously there's more sinister motives to that i don't know if anyone's seen the hunger games probably most people have where they're locked in their separate I can't remember what they call them on that. I don't know if it's districts or whatever, some name. But they're locked in their areas. They can't even interact with people in the other ones. And, that, you know, essentially, stuff like that could be kind of what it's going towards and not that far off, which sounds crazy now. But where we're at now and a lot of things that happened in the last two years would have sounded crazy a year or so before it happened too, and it still did. So that's just something to be aware of. They're trialing that, and that is something that they're going to do, probably enforce. And it will then spread out to other places. I think I saw something mentioned about 2024. So they may be doing a trial now. They're going to start looking at it. But maybe stuff like that is going to be fully implemented in 2024. So you to be aware that your movement's going to be restricted. Because that gives them more control of you. Which is what they want in everything. So another thing. In Canada, and I didn't even know about this until I read recently about it. Um, so obviously I know what euthanasia is. I know that in certain countries it's legal. So euthanasia is basically assisted dying. So helping to end the life of someone who maybe wants to end their life. But in Canada, over last year it was over 10,000. Over 10,000, no sorry, I think it was maybe 10% of their deaths were euthanasia or it was 10,000 people. I'll double check that. It's a high number, basically, a very high number, considering that really euthanasia should only really be for, well, it depends if you agree with it or for some people, they would say it shouldn't be for anyone. Personally, I don't think I really agree with it. I don't think that people should be allowed to make the choice of ending someone's life, really. It, it leads to a whole, opening a whole can of worms, which it seems to be with this. There's a very high number of people who supposedly were desperate to end their life, couldn't and needed help. It's, you know, very high. And a former Paralympian, who um, I assume she's Canadian, lives in Canada, she was meant to be having a stair lift fitted because obviously she's Paralympian, paralysed, and it had been dragging on for ages and she was complaining about how long it took. And so, as an alternative, they offered her euthanasia. So they basically said to her, Instead of waiting for your stair lift, to be fair, which is taking ages, would you rather we just killed you? Like, that's that's ridiculous. That kind of blows my mind, and if it doesn't blow your mind, you might want to have a long, hard think about what's going on in your mind, because that is crazy. Offering to kill someone so they don't have to wait for a stair lift. That's just crazy. So, that like, there's things like that going on in the world that people really need to be aware of. 
because, like I said, I'm not so keen on the whole euthanasia thing because once you start to open it up to things like that, then it reaches the point where if a doctor is able to maybe decide that someone is not in the right mental capacity to make a decision for themselves, then the government or doctors or health institutions could be allowed to make the decision for them. So, for example, they could say, well, they could class you as being, having mental health issues, being unable to make a decision for yourself. So they take the decision and decide that it's better for you and everyone else that your life is ended. And then you would be legally killed by the government. I just, I don't think it's right. I don't think anyone should be going around ending people's lives, but that's just my personal view, but it's something to be aware of because that is a tool that can be used. And probably most people don't really know it's going on to that kind of scale in Canada. So that's pretty bad. So another very interesting thing that I read this week, I uh, can't remember now who it was, who was talking about it. Uh, no, I didn't read it. It was on podcast. I can't remember which one. Um, he was talking about basically, this is to do with mindset, which again, I'm big on. I think everything kind of comes from mindset, whether you want to be healthier, wealthier, whatever, both. It all stems from mindset to me. That is the key. And so this is kind of looking at how you frame things, which again, I've talked about before. Anything can be framed positively and negatively. And that decides how we react to everything. So if you have a frame in your mind that is negative, you're going to react negative to everything. Whereas if you have a positive frame in mind, then you can react positively to stuff. And that is obviously going to help you in life. You're going to be looking for positives and not negatives. It makes a huge difference. But with this one, this kind of proved this point with this experiment that was done. So they had an experiment where they looked at people who were... <clears throat> under lots of stress and very stressed lives were stressed okay and they had 50 percent of the people that believed stress was bad for you and it was really bad to be stressed but they were stressed with work life whatever and then they had 50 percent that believed that being stressed was just part of life and especially if you wanted to be successful stress was something that you had to go through had to deal with in order to become successful and what they found from this group was that in the 50% who believed stress was bad, was a negative, was bad for your health. So the majority of them died early. But now the 50% who believed stress was part of life, was necessary to become successful, where they ended up living longer than average. So that's two people, well, two groups of people exposed to the same thing, the same, so it's stress in this occasion and to similar amounts of stress. But one group lived a lot longer than the other group just because of their mindset they embraced the stress like well you know stress is life is stress and if i want to be successful i'm gonna have to go through stress i'm gonna have to work hard to make it so they embraced it and ended up living longer the people who are very negative about stress they're thinking in their head all the time that this is a negative thing for me it's bad for my health it's bad for this and that and they ended up dying earlier so that i mean Okay, you could say that's just one experiment. I'm sure there's probably more that would prove that point if there's more been done, but it just shows the point that your mindset is so powerful. Like we're just talking about how you view stress on yourself, but it's literally affecting 
the length of people's life. And I imagine, I don't, I don't know that it went into much detail about it, but I imagine it also affected the quality of their life while they were still alive. I imagine the people who embrace stress would have had a much better quality of life because if you're embracing stress, you're expecting stress and you believe it's part of becoming successful, it doesn't worry you that you're stressed. So you're stressed out, but that's part of life. So you're going to carry on. You're going to be enjoying other things in life and not worrying about the stress of work because you know that that's part of it and you'll get back to it as soon as you're back to work. The people that think stress is negative, they're going to be constantly thinking about being stressed and how bad, I'm so, so bad that I'm stressed and it's really not good for me and it's this and it's that. They won't be able to enjoy anything in life because they're so stressed out and they will have probably had a poorer quality of life too. That's, that's me assuming that. I'm pretty sure that that would be right, but that I don't believe that was really covered in the experiment, but I'm pretty sure that would be true because it obviously makes sense and lines up with the actual results they got from it. So that is something that really shows about how important mindset is. And I think maybe maybe on the next episode or an episode soon, I'm probably really going to look at mindset, going to concentrate on it and try to give, as I said at the beginning, of course, I have to give actionable advice. So I, I, I kind of think I'm going to have one where I spend a bit more time just talking about mindset and really what you can do, steps you can take to improve it, because that's a very important thing and something that I really concentrate on quite a lot. Good news. Our podcast is now available on another new platform. This one is called Newsly. It's an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It basically finds the trending articles on the web for any topic you can think of and it reads them out to you in a natural human voice so you don't even have to read them yourself. You can follow any kind of topics on there. There's sports, there's business, health, Bitcoin, even the Kardashians if you really want to know about them. And they also have podcasts, of course, your favorite. The Health World Podcast is there. They've got podcasts from over 80 countries. And I listen to all of my podcasts on there now. And they even have digital radio. So you can download and use Newsly for free from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description. And if you use the promo code WEALTH, I'll also put that in the description. You will get a one month free premium subscription. So go and download Newsly now, subscribe to our podcast and get your one month free. So another thing, uh, hey, this is this is also an example of framing everything as positive. So uh, my wife sometimes likes to watch absolute garbage programs like Only Ways Essex and other ones like that and ones they have about them and their kids and whatever. Okay, which I don't watch and I really like to watch, but one evening she was watching one and I was in the front room as well doing some work so saw bits of it but using the positive because it had a, a pretty good story and stuff in it that I could use to outline the point so uh, there's a couple from Essex called oh, I can't remember he's called Tommy she's called something else Georgia maybe yeah Georgia so he's um he's done pretty well for himself but from being on telly he's got like a line of trainers and whatever he's you know made a ton of money from his business so he's done well but um they've got a program now about them and their little kid and stuff like that but essentially this whole episode was basically around the fact that he'd struggled loads and blah blah this mental stuff around having ADHD but it was because I obviously spoke on ADHD the other week 
And this was kind of a classic example of it. Clearly, there is not anything that's inherently wrong with him. He's done very well. He's been very successful. You run a big business. You know, he's doing fine in life. But still, anything that goes wrong and he just basically blames it all on his you know adhd and basically blames all back to that when he gets angry about stuff pulls out his well and he just you know from him talking about it you could hear but he just basically blamed it all on that and i heard his mum and dad talking about it and they also were basically blaming it on the adhd which to me again it's just an excuse it's not really a real thing now obviously i talked about his environment and his diet and the way he was treated probably will have will have contributed to the effects of i'm gonna say the effects of adhd because it's not really a disease but obviously where he would have had a poorer attention span and struggled to concentrate and stuff like that would have been because of those things because of his diet and his environment and he also made comments about growing up at school he was always told that he was different something was wrong with him so he believed it and again that's a mindset thing where you're believing there's an issue there's a problem so your identity is built around that and so then you almost manifest it into being real because you're constantly thinking it and that is because as i've spoken about before the school system is i wouldn't say flawed. so some people would say the school system is flawed i don't believe it's flawed i believe it's deliberately set up that way to do the exact thing to people like it done to him and just to basically prepare you to be a certain type of person for the government so I don't believe it's flawed it's flawed on purpose but anyway it is flawed because it attempts to package all these people different people different types into one little box and if you don't fit that box then you're not normal and there's something wrong with you and whatever and obviously that is what's happened to him so he's been told that growing up and he's believed it and now he blames everything in his life on it and that really again it comes back kind of to mindset kind of education about things like that and the fact that his parents as the adults in the situation they should have actually taken some personal responsibility and actually looked into what it was actually that was going on with their child whether he was actually behaving that badly because let's be honest young boys as i've said before regardless of their diet young boys are not meant to be sitting around doing absolutely nothing just sitting there listening to a teacher talk to them all day they're not designed for that they they find it hard and you know a boy struggling to have a massive attention span and concentration and sit still for that long is not an issue and doesn't mean there's anything wrong with him that's completely natural but he's painted out as that so really his parents should have took more personal responsibility there and looked into it because if at a young age they'd done that and been they could have spoke to him from their side i mean the best thing they could have done is pulled him out of school he didn't need to be there and they could have then instilled in him that actually no there's nothing wrong with you everyone's different you you know sitting around all day is not something you like to do and that's fine we'll find different stuff that you do like to do different things you put your energy into and obviously they could have also try to clean up his diet which would have made him better overall i'm sure he didn't have a great diet growing up and if they'd have done that things would have turned out a lot differently in terms of his character and in terms of his mindset and not trying to blame everything bad on that obviously for him things still turned out pretty well 
he got on telly and because he was on telly his business took off and he's made a lot of money so he's not done that badly but obviously in terms of personally talking on it it sounds like he's struggling with a lot of demons of different stuff which you know he probably wouldn't have to deal with them if it had been sorted from a young age so sometimes people make the mistake of kind of misunderstanding time and aging and Robert Kiyosaki kind of gave an example he said about young people the biggest mistake they make is thinking they've got time which they don't have because time goes very quickly you can't get it back you start straight away and the same is it's the same principle with kids some people might think oh you know they're just young just let them whatever and we'll you know as they grow older we'll teach them stuff I disagree with that I think you want to teach them as young as possible and kind of get that structure in place and try and encourage the right mindset in them from a very young age because the older someone is the harder it is to teach obviously they say about you can't teach an old dog new tricks which essentially is that that if someone's lived a long enough time and they've had bad habits bad education ingrained hard enough in them plus they think they know more because they've been around longer they're a lot harder to teach so same with kids if you think oh you know obviously people have the terrible twos they talk about so when the kid gets a two they you know that's when they're really naughty what is kids are just pushing boundaries so if when your kid has might not always be in their twos whatever somewhere around there they have that stage where they're really misbehaving and pushing the boundaries if you if you make it very clear what the boundaries are and enforce it and keep that discipline for you know a period of time it would you know it's not going to be like a one or two days and they're like oh, okay yeah that's the boundaries it takes time to learn things but if you enforce it at a young age then you don't have to enforce it so much as they get older because they know the boundaries once or twice they might overstep the line and whatever because of course they do everyone does and you bring them back in with it if you're going to kind of ah oh, they're a kid oh, i don't matter they're only young and you let them get away with it for another few years and then decide to try and discipline them that's going to be way harder way harder because you've already ingrained in them the fact that oh actually if they just cry they could get away with it you know if they cry then okay you'll let them have what they want or they throw a little strop and then you'll give in to them so that's in their mind so in a couple of years time when you're trying to teach them okay now you're not going to get away with it if you cry that's ingrained in them so they're going to continue to do it so the earlier you start educating children disciplining children and getting their environment right their mindset right the sooner the better really with that so i want to talk a little bit about money and about finance so obviously we're talking about health and wealth so this is i listen a lot to robert kiyosaki he's the author of rich dad poor dad and if you're interested in money business finance and the way things work definitely a good guy to listen to you know you can watch there's lots of podcasts he's been on his youtube videos you can get his actual books he's wrote a number of books very interesting he talks about you know how money actually works and ways to make money and all this other stuff but one of the things that he says which really sticks for me because this was me at one point is that he says about savers are losers he says it a number of times on you know on different things i've seen him say it and i used to be a saver growing up i'd always been a saver but he talks about it basically being a waste of time and one of the reasons he talks about it being a waste of time is that 
the rate of inflation will always outstrip the rate of interest on savings. So though you think your savings are growing, in actual fact, they're constantly shrinking. So that money is disappearing constantly. It's getting smaller and smaller, the buying power is getting less and less. So even if you add more money to it, the value of that is shrinking, and then you add more and the value of that is shrinking. So it's not, it's, you're never going to win that way. No one's ever going to save themselves rich. Like if, if you want to, if you just want to put some money away to have a nice holiday each year, then fine. But if you're looking to kind of escape the rat race in the nine to five and really make it in life, then saving is never going to get you there. Never. So what you need to do is find other ways to do that. And that is investing. But it doesn't necessarily mean just investing in like stocks or crypto whatever you can invest in a business so starting up a business which is going to make you more money in the long run and give you control of your life and stuff so you can invest in a business you can invest in yourself so learning new skills or just just improving yourself so that you can do better at everything you're doing and stuff like that's going to give you a much better return on investment but investing over saving is much better thing to do and like i say that doesn't have to be investing in a product of stocks that can be invested in yourself and in your business in order to give you a bigger return down the line rather than just putting that money away and watching the value of it shrink over time and you're in exactly the same place you were a year ago when you put the money away whereas you could have put it in the business and then by the end of that year you're making double what you were making before loads of free time and plenty of money to invest to make even more so you have to you have to kind of understand that concept we are kind of brainwashed again by propaganda and media and everything that saving is the way forward and the reason they do that is because if all you're going to do is save then they know that you're not going to be escaping the matrix and you're not going to be trying to make money and take some of their share of all the money you're just going to be happy to plod along and put some money away to spend on like a holiday and then have to save up again for another one and spend that so savers are losers which you know sounds harsh to begin with but it basically is investing yourself is always a good roi which is return on investment to get and he was talking about as well the fact that he pays zero taxes but legally so he doesn't pay any taxes because he understands how money works how you can leverage it i kind of touched on this before but not in that much detail about how big sort of businessmen and like elon musk and donald trump as well i know is famous for hardly paying any taxes and obviously robert Kiyosaki as well that you can leverage um what he does he leverages debt in order to get tax breaks and not pay tax and you can do it completely legally but you have to just understand how it works which he does so he says basically if you save money then you pay taxes you'll pay taxes on your savings but if you use debt then you get tax breaks so that's what he does he will leverage debt for his businesses and end up paying no tax so understanding how money works is important now if you had a great business idea or 
uh, you, you just were really driven and kept working and eventually an opportunity come along. You could make it without having a full understanding of how money works. You, you, it's not like a, you would have to, but I think it's a very useful thing to have, understanding how money works, because as well, depending on what kind of people you've got around you, if you kind of, let's just say you, you start kind of from nothing and then you make yourself into something, you've made a big business, but you don't have a circle of people around you have any kind of expertise, any knowledge about that, then you're going to be kind of scrambling around to find someone who's going to help you navigate things now that you've got all this money in this business with so much money. And you could end up surrounding yourself potentially with people that don't have your best interests at heart and could have a negative effect on things. So to have some knowledge beforehand yourself is definitely a good thing. So I would recommend people do some reading up on it or what you don't even have to read. Watch some podcasts, watch some YouTube videos or listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos on it, on some of the subject. Just understand a bit more how many works because how many works is not uh, how we think money works, how you're taught. Money is very different in reality to what we think. It's essentially, I've said before, money's not really real. I think um, he actually talked a bit about, I read on one of his articles where he was talking about savers being losers and saying that essentially it changed when the dollar was no longer backed by gold. He said when the dollar was backed by gold, it was money. But as soon as they removed that, it just became a currency and not money. So it doesn't necessarily have any value. It's not backed by anything. And so that made a big difference. So now there's constant inflation because they're just printing more money as and when they need it. And so inflation goes up. Your interest rate, your savings is not going to go up anywhere near as much. So basically you're always losing value on your money or your currency, of course, as he says. So currency is not a great thing to hold in terms of a long-term investment. That's what he was talking about. I think it's completely right. I agree with him that savers are losers. That's used to be my mindset. It's not anymore. You need to invest to be successful. You need to invest and that could be any way, right? Invest in a business, investing in stocks and crypto and whatever, or investing in yourself and your personal development and skills. And even in invest in developing your network of people. You can get around the right people, opportunities can pop up. So you could even spend money just to be around the right people and get a good opportunity from that. So there's lots of different ways to invest, but investing is better than saving all the time. It'll always win. Now, while we're talking about investing, let's talk a little bit about crypto. I haven't spoken as much on it lately. Last couple of weeks, I've been concentrating on a lot of other stuff. I haven't been as busy on it. But interesting week coming up. So there's an absolute ton of financial news coming out this week. So that is definitely going to be interesting. There's things like CPI. CPI is this week. And that is always, always interesting. So there's going to be a lot of volatility this week, I would think. Or I know, I mean, it is going to be a lot of volatility. There's, what is there? Uh, Tuesday's CPI. So that's obviously US CPI month on month, year on year. So at the moment, the current forecast of the year on year, it was 7.7% uh, last month. And they're predicting 7.3% is the forecast for this month. Now, I think, because crypto is really kind of 
this is the whole FTX thing. We've just been kind of, it's not been going anywhere. It's just been kind of little moves up and down, but kind of staying in the same place. So with the stuff coming out this week, we could potentially see a reasonably decisive move one way or the other, and maybe a, a, a slight trend. So if, if we get CPI come in below the forecast, or so even lower, or even at the forecast maybe because the forecast is lower if we get it at or below then there's a chance that we could see a rally in crypto and move up and maybe one kind of last leg up in stocks they kind of had been rallying already the last sort of month whereas crypto kind of missed out on it due to the whole ftx saga so it's not been as correlated so potentially if that happens but the negative side would be if this CPI comes in higher, which it could do, if it comes in higher, then we could see another dump, which more than likely could take us to new lows. But it all depends on what we get. We don't know what we'll get. So it's one of them we have to kind of wait and see. And then you can trade on it from there you you know you don't want to be kind of guessing beforehand because we just don't know it could come in as anything so it will have to see i mean to come in at predicted or low would be quite nice get a little rally up through december you know some of crypto does kind of look ready to push up bitcoin and ethereum especially having missed out on that whole rally with stocks and that they kind of look ready to to push up there's a lot of liquidity above where we are now so that would be nice but we don't know we can't really predict so with things like that i've said it before i prefer to wait and see what happens and then take a trading position afterwards i don't like to do it beforehand really so for example we had uh, the on friday the ppi came in and that came in higher than forecasted so that did see um, a dump on risk assets and the dxy the the dollar index uh had a push up on that announcement it was it was on friday there was a fair bit of volatility there so that's the potential we've had the ppi was negative in terms of us wanting crypto to go up that was negative so if we get cpi negative two that may have some pretty bad effects on it and we could go further down but like i say there's a lot of other stuff next week as well and we'll just wait and see i i, I wouldn't advise anyone to open a position have an open position on tuesday like if you're trading it uh i would make sure your trades close before i think it's half one uk time tuesday i would have it closed before then see what happens and then open another trade if you want to i wouldn't have it open during it unless if let's say you're in a trade and it's well up and you could possibly take some profits and put your stop loss to break even because then if the volatility went in your direction you you could end up with a very nice trade but if it went against you you've already took profit and you stopped break even so you won't lose that would be what i would say if you happen to be in that position but other than that i'd wait it out and see like i said I would, it would be nice to get a good rally from it to get the cpi come out at forecast or below 
and rally from that, but nothing's guaranteed. So I would wait and see. Other than that, there's not too much happening with crypto. There was a little bit of FUD around Binance this week. People trying to say that their proof of reserves wasn't really accurate or didn't actually show proof of reserves, what they showed. Obviously, this is linking in with the whole FTX. A lot of when they went down, a lot of other uh, exchanges started showing their proof of reserves to try and encourage people that they were completely solvent and there was no need for everyone to withdraw their funds. So there was some around that, but from what I've kind of read and seen, I, I, I don't think that it is insolvent finance, but I mean, if you had funds, I wouldn't have much funds on there right now if I was you. I don't have any on Binance right now, but I mean, I wouldn't want everyone to panic and withdraw because that would cause issues, but I wouldn't have a large amount if I was you on there, just to be sure. Although it kind of looked like, I think it was mostly just FUD people just trying to attack them. I, I don't think, they, they're definitely not, well, I can't say definitely because nothing's definitely in this game, but they don't look like they're in a similar position to FTX. Like FTX massively screwed up, like beyond screwing up. That was ridiculous how bad it was and how no one apparently seemed to know. So I, I, I don't think that Binance could be in as bad a position as that. But what we say, be safe, not your keys, not your coins. So definitely play it safe. And so and I'll finish by giving some actionable advice and that's what I said I would do so I'm doing it if you say you're going to do something you've got to do it so I was thinking about things that you should cut out your diet to in order to be more healthy so if I was literally starting from nothing if someone had a terrible diet and they asked me what the first obviously the first step would be literally cut everything out bad but if it was just like just one thing to cut out I would probably say right now would be I'd say sugar but obviously that's processed sugar and sweet treats and stuff like that I still eat fruit in my diet so my main diet is just meat eggs butter and fruit so I do still eat a lot of fruit which obviously that has sugar in natural sugar so I wouldn't say for them to cut out fruit but I would definitely say for them to cut out sweet treats and things like that chocolate ice cream puddings and all kinds of sugary stuff that would be i think that makes a big difference a very big difference obviously there's much more that you need to cut out to really be completely healthy but if you just needed one thing to start from i would say that it can be tough at first but if you set your mind to something and you stay disciplined it's really not that hard. Again, this comes back to, I'm sure I've said this before. I've said this a number of times before, um, that discipline beats motivation every time, every single time, okay? So you need to be disciplined in what you do. You could be motivated to eat healthy for a couple of days, but after a couple of days, you're gonna lose motivation. You're gonna wake up not motivated and you're gonna give in. So it needs to be discipline. You need to be disciplined. So right now what I do is on rare occasions, if I've done, I have to earn, if I'm gonna have any kind of treats, I have to earn them. So whatever that may be, it needs to be doing something 
that's going to help me, a good achievement, either like exercise or doing something in terms of business terms, making money, needs to be saying, or you can use it as a reward to try and help you get to a goal that you're aiming for anyway. But that's what I do. And over the last probably six months, that's hardly ever, maybe once or twice, I've even had that. The rest of the time, I don't. And it might be kind of hard at first, but like I say, if you're disciplined and you begin to train your mind to be disciplined, not to give in to those urges, it becomes reasonably easy, really. I don't really find it that hard anymore. And don't get me wrong, when I look at, you know, a nice pudding and chocolate cake, it looks nice. I wouldn't mind eating it, but it's still pretty easy for me to say no because you're just disciplined. And I think the more you are disciplined, the kind of longer period of time you go disciplined, the easier it is to say no. Whereas the opposite is true with motivation. I think if you only work off of motivation, then over time your motivation is naturally going to go lower and lower and lower. Motivation will only last for a certain amount of time. So with discipline, the longer you're disciplined, the easier it becomes to be disciplined and the more disciplined you are. So it's kind of works well, the opposite way to motivation and is why it's much better. So that would be my advice for now. To be healthier, cut out, process sugar. And if you really need to, have it on very rare occasions when you've done something to really earn it. But to be honest, especially at first, if you can just cut it out completely at first, at least for a while, so you get used to the discipline of it, that would be a great first step uh, in making you a healthier person. So that is my piece of action advice for this week. I'll make sure I give at least one, and uh, if not two, every week on the podcast. I keep saying week. It's not weekly anymore, is it? Anyway, I'll give action advice to people and do my best to do that and to keep improving myself as well, which is what everyone should be trying to do. And I look forward to next week. No, there I go again with a week. Right, I'm going to ban the word week. Next week on the podcast, next week, I'll say it again. Next time on the podcast, next episode, I'm going to ban the word week. No more saying week. Next episode, we'll see. We'll have some more interesting stuff to talk about and I'll, I'll speak to you then. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the show. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover on the podcast or you'd like to appear on it, then please contact us at hwpoduk at gmail.com on our website, which is healthwealthuk.com or on any of our social medias, which are at hwpoduk. Please make sure you like, subscribe, share it with all your friends and family and we will see you next week.